Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. Today on Welcome Home, we're talking like, oh my gee, seriously? And if you're confused what we mean, we're diving into all the things we think our kids should be able to do. We've made a long list of skills we think all kids should know how to do, but we're just not sure who's teaching them these things. Plus, we'll discuss Kirsten's revolutionary new egg cooking method, Graham's dad's raw meat obsession, and how Kirsten's kiddos are clearly closet pyromaniacs. All no, that and more. Not. <laughs> All that and more on this week's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome home, my friend Graham. For those it's of you been who don't know her, too long, too long. We got a great episode today. I love it. Like I love this episode. I'm so excited. It's called anything. Any episode that starts with OMG. <laughs> so. <laughs> Also, I feel like when you send me the outlines, because much to everyone's surprise, there actually are outlines for these shows. <laughs> but when I get them in, when I get them in all caps, I'm like, oh, she means well, business. You know what I'm thinking? Caps lock is perfect- on. You know what we really, because every now and then we do struggle with like, what should we do an episode on? Like, what's going to be a good media episode? But I realized if you just stop and every now and then find something that you repetitively say to your children, that it actually might be like a good topic for a show. So today's topic is something I say to my children a lot, which is, OMG, do you seriously not know how to do that? (laughs) And it's the concept. And I think when summer happens, you just, because, you know, we're used to sending our children off to school and assuming that like someone is teaching them how to navigate this big wide world. And I think Kirsten and I realized that there's a lot of things that like we consider to be very, very basic um, that our children just do not know how to do. So we- And it, what's been amazing is since we, since you sent me this outline a couple weeks ago, like I keep going in and adding to it. I, I keep thinking, oh, wait, there's another one. Like, oh yeah. Getting material from our family. So. Yeah. It's really, really easy. So you just think to yourself, the whole thing is, OMG, do you seriously not know how to do that? Yes. It's it's a good episode today because our children certainly don't know how to do nearly as much as we had hoped. But before we get too far in, we do we have, have a sponsor. sponsor today. Yeah, we have BetterHelp. And BetterHelp is something kind of cool. I think this is a neat idea. It's online counseling because obviously it's really hard to find a counselor, get to a counselor. Um, BetterHelp lets you connect with professional counselors. Um, you do it kind of through video chat or phone sessions. And that's the neat thing. Like they're available for you anytime you need them. Anything you share is confidential. Uh, you can, if you have depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, sleeping issues, trauma issues, really anything. Um, it's just great. It's kind of a modern way to get access it makes to sense it, it, yeah. it's like why haven't why hasn't anyone helped this before um and all of of course all the professional counselors are licensed and they all have their special specializations um and if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason you can request a new one at any time with no charge um they have they have three thousand u.s um is it three thousand yes u.s licensed yeah. therapist across all 50 states um I love and it's affor- that's the other thing. It's affordable. Um, the <laughs> sessions are way less than you'd pay, like even if you went through probably your um, insurance sessions. Well, so. and let's be honest, Graham, until I had a therapist, you were my therapist. And <laughs> the <laughs> advice I've been getting lately is way better than, I'm just kidding, Graham. Way better than what I've been, pre- but we have a list, our listeners get 10% off, um, use off the code your first month. Yeah, so you're going to want to go to BetterHealth. 
it's better help with a p.com and you're going to use the discount code welcome home again it's better help.com slash welcome home and then use the discount code better uh, welcome home wow i have really butchered that it is better help I think it's making you nervous, Kirsten. Do you want to talk about it? (laughs) (laughs) Why? I have so much anxiety over giving proper URLs. I'm anxious about this counseling service. Betterhelp.com slash welcome home. Promo code is welcome home. 10% off your first month. Um, It's professional, confidential. And if you need help, do not hesitate. So do not delay. Do not delay. Okay. Here's some things we need to not delay with is teaching our children life skills. So this happened because I took my oldest son to tennis camp, which was like a collegiate sports camp, right? We need to clarify because my kids are at summer camp too. Graham took her kids to her, her little boy to big kid camp. Yeah, it said the age range was like 8 to 17, right? It was one of these college sports training camps. And I figured maybe that he's just turned nine, like basically it turned nine a couple of days ago. I swear to you, we show up at this camp in a college dorm, these three sweet mates, they weren't even roommates, like there was no counselor to be fine, amble out. I think they were all wearing towels. I mean, they must have been 16 each. And they come out and they greet my sweet little boy. And they're like, yo, hey, man, I'm Matt. This is Mark. This is my buddy, buddy Dan. <laughs> wait, they, wait, so he was staying at nine with 16-year-olds? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No counselors. And, like, at this point, we had driven, like, two hours to Tennessee. There was no being like, and we're leaving. Like, I just had to lock it up, right? But so there we are. Like, Good thing I'm, I didn't tell you my husband's stories about tennis camp. Yeah, no, I've heard a lot of stories. Like, since I've mentioned this, they're like, oh, yeah, tennis camp. That's where I didn't realize tennis camp was where all bad things happened. Yeah, well, I mean, so there he is, dropping him at tennis camp, like, freaking out. Well, I knew I was in trouble when I picked up the piece of paper that said that, like, every day had a theme, you know, like, Monday was crazy sock Monday, Tuesday was, like, wacky, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday was like Wednesday. Yeah, Thursday was mustache Thursday, where all campers were encouraged not to shave their mustaches. go and do with that at nine. <laughs> well, the best part was like, I mean, the 90% of the kids drove themselves to their, to this camp and they all had like their devices, you know, like I put, cause of course these are not out of regulation because this is a like collegiate sports camp and sweet Cohen had a gizmo watch, you know, one of those ones that like you can call mom, dad, grandma, and a friend. <laughs> you send him at least with like funny stick on mustaches. What? Did you at least send him with funny stick on mustaches? No, I didn't know. I didn't, I had no idea. I was completely unprepared. So, but anyway, so I'm leaving and like, I'm just, I'm filled with dread. Like my eyes are welling up with tears. I'm like throwing my baby literally to the wolves. I mean, they had wolf hair on their faces. <laughs> and I look and I realize he's in this sterile room. You know what like a co- college undecorated dorm looks like. And there are Venetian blinds on the windows. Okay. And as I'm leaving, I'm sitting here thinking like, my baby is going to sleep at 10. He doesn't know how to work Venetian blinds. Like he does, I've, nobody's ever shown him how to like, you know, close the little, you know, rod and then how you have to pull the string kind of diagonally to get them to go up and down. Like Venetian blinds take a little bit of a tutorial, right? Yeah. 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 So So, here's my question. Okay. Well, sorry, go ahead. But I just, I want to know how it it turned out with camp. Like it actually, did he enjoy alcohol? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, literally, he got his. Fr- I mean, what did he think of rated R movies? <laughs> he called me at like he'd call me at ten forty-five every night. I'm not one of those girls who keeps my phone with me every second of the day, or just people who do. And I had my phone. I mean, within 
like it was in my hand every second, but he learned a lot. He had a good time. So I started making a list, but as I'm leaving, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm like, you don't want to jam your child with tons of information in the last right. few minutes, right? And that's what I was doing because I also realized I'd sent him, he had to bike everywhere with a bicycle. But like I had never taught him how to work a bike lock, which was required because all the kids had to lock up their bikes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like furiously try- and my husband's trying to get us out the door and be like, hey, this is uncool, Graham. Like stop talking to Matt, Mike, and Dan, you know, like get out of here. And I'm like, Cohen, you need to learn how to work a bike lock. Hear how you work Venetian blinds. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Well, bike locks are hard too. I actually remember that we had to do like, um, I remember I'm back to school, I think in starting in like second or third grade and we had to do like, you know, like war game it beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we had like bike lock training sessions. Yeah. That is a thing. That's a big one. I think that's right. a, that's a good standard one, but Venetian blinds. Yeah. You, you just assume they wouldn't know how right. to do that. Well, and then I was talking to someone, actually, I was talking, I was sharing this story because this is, you know, you get these stories that are good with another couple we were out with the other night and the dad made a really good point. He said, here's the deal. I don't think anyone ever taught me how to work Venetian blinds or maybe even work a bike lock. But the truth is, is like, we're teaching our children how to learn. So I do think that kind of let me off the hook a little bit because I'd had this whole long list of things that I know my children don't know how to do. Uh And um, you're teaching them how to like pick it up on life from life. Right. Like, did anyone ever, I don't think my parents specifically taught me how to bike lock, work a bike lock, but like somewhere along the way I needed to learn and I asked someone around me. So that, I have very that kind specific of me memories bad. of bike lock training and of change a tire training. See, I've never learned to change a tire. I cannot oh, I do it. I was allowed to drive to like a change a tire. And I like, and he was like, not just change a tire. I had to change a tire time. <laughs> like, like jack it up. Do you know how to like jack up My dad's car? standing there with like a whistle and a stopwatch. <laughs> of course he was. I love your you slightly surprised. No, I'm not, but I honestly wish your dad would teach me how to change a tire because I do <laughs> oh, not know. Not if he's retired, he will. Except for I told I, to, I told you where he's going right now, right? No, where is he going? Um there that he flew by himself to Honolulu and he's he's gonna sail back to California from Hawaii. By himself? Bunch of random people. I love that. I can't wait to be old. Although I don't <laughs> this is a segue. Do um, you notice my mom did not want to go? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, well, that's the fun thing about getting old too. It's like my mom says no to my dad all the time. She's like, Yeah, that sounds terrible. Go by yourself. I remember my dad wanted to go see like a country music concert one day. And my mom was like, I don't want wait, no, that was weird because my mom doesn't really like she likes country music. And she's like, Why don't you take this guy's wife instead? And my dad was like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> he went. <laughs> he went with one of his random friends' wives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's what you you're so comfortable with yourself when you get older that he literally just like they went to a music I mean like full on that would be considered a date like I would think (laughs) they went out to dinner they went to like a late night country music concert my mom just didn't want to go she's like yeah take Carol (laughs) that's hysterical (laughs) hey did I tell you my parents bought a house in Florida totally off topic your parents are moving well that makes me happy because maybe that'll bring you closer I can't wait I'm gonna be going to Disneyland and and all, and you know what I'm sure I'm gonna I'm gonna discover that there's a lot of like water safety things my kids don't know either. Okay, oh, let's go back to the list. Okay, light a match. That Ugh. was a fun one. That so was one have, of yours, right? Because my kids was- are very. My kids were playing with matches for years. My husband oh, loves really? to teach them match tricks. Okay, so do they know how to actually light a match? Like, yes. You know, okay, here's my question. Do they know how to light a wooden match, a flim-flam match, you know, like those little flim-flam ones that take a while to learn? And do they know how to use one of those Bic lighters? My children are very fire savvy. Okay, so who taught yeah. them? 
Yes. Well, maybe it's also because we made the terrible decision to um, put in gas lanterns all over a house. And rather than spring for the ones that you just, you know, turn on, mm-hmm. we have to go around and like manually light each one. So we do a lot of lighting little matches and stuff. Oh, that's great. I'm glad. So even Anna Drew can do it? No, Anna Drew probably can't do it. I know. That's You're right. Okay. And by the way, to put it in perspective, our kids, for those of you who are new listeners, which I think we might have a few new listeners, by a few I mean a lot, because yeah. everybody came over from the travel episode and they've just stayed. I've noticed that. Have you noticed what that? Was the, what was the deal with that? Go I don't know. Flowers. Lots of people wanted to hear the travel episode. Anyhow, we, we have a lot of new listeners. So if you are new to the show, our children are, mine are 11, 8, and s- almost 7, and oh, Graham's are 9 and... Almost six. Almost six. Okay. Nice so, so just to put that in perspective. So yes, my almost seven-year-old, I don't think she doesn't know how to light a match. Um, and I think also it's really funny because when you've got multiple children, sometimes that last one, yeah, you it's like her. she either knew things really early because, you know, she was playing up or right. it was like the boys knew how to do matches. So it just never, you know, they would always do it. So it's interesting how that kind of like different kids are learning things at different ages as well. Okay. Um, but speaking of light, lighting a match, we had our power go out a couple of days ago okay. and uh, I had to, I wanted to cook something on the stove and it was really interesting because the gas worked. I have a gas, uh, I have a gas range, so the gas oh. worked, but I could get the igniter to work. So. Wait, do you know how to do that? That's actually a life skill. I see there's some things I don't think I know how to do. I'm actually a little jealous of some things. Like, I don't know if I could do that because we have a gas range too. So what'd you do? Did you hold? Cause I remember my parents doing that when I was yeah. little. Okay, well then, Graham, all I can say to you is, OMG, do you really not know how to do that? Yeah, (laughs) do you seriously not know? I'm impressed. You've you've outed me on two things. I can't change a tire, and I I would be, what do you do? Just hold it up. (laughs) Show me about things you have to learn, Graham needs to learn to do before she's 40. So, Graham, all the igniter is, is it's a little, like you said, like a match. Yeah, I know where it is. So, if you open the the gas, okay, and you, um, and so you, you have to open the gas on that. You yeah, have to like turn, turn on off. the gas. Okay. You, can, you know, the gas will flow and then you light a match. Okay. And hold it to the igniter. Oh yeah. And, and it'll go boom real quick. And that's okay. the same thing with like my, my igniter on my barbecue hasn't worked for yeah. years. Okay. That's mine too. Ours doesn't work. So, so I do just do like that. that. Same. Okay. I, I can do that. Okay. okay so it's Take it off okay. your list. Okay. Next yep. up, cook an egg, which is actually fascinating because I'm, I feel like we're all learning new ways to cook an egg. So what do we you mean? Scramble an egg. I mean like an egg. I mean, like, hey, Cohen decided he likes scrambled eggs. Take the frying pan. Like, first of all, do you know where the pans are? Take it out. Get the butter out of the fridge. Put a little bit in the bottom of the pan. Crack an egg into a bowl. Whisk it up. Like, turn on the stove. Like, cook an egg. Scrambled eggs start to finish. I think that is, like, a life skill. What do you think? Um, I think that. Because I think if you can do that, you can do 10 more things because of that. Yeah, perfect. You know, like that's like teaching them how to catch multiple fish. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, my oldest can scramble an egg. And then also, of course, my other ones can't because he does it. But yeah, my oldest knows how to scramble an egg and he's done it before for a snack. So he did learn how to do that. And I don't remember why we taught him. Your children are wildly talented. All right. Here's one thing, though. I I thought you meant to like boil an egg because I feel like I'm learning new ways to boil an egg all the time. You know, one of my friends told me, how do you, well, how do you boil an egg? Oh, I have the best way. It's perfect. Okay. It's wonderful. All right, tell me. Okay. I put them in, you know, cold in the water, in the pot, and then you turn it on high. You let the the eggs like come to a rolling boil for two to three minutes, like in the roll. And then you just instantly turn off the water. And, and put they, a lid on it and just let it cool? Keep the lid on. I keep the lid on the whole time. I just like let it boil with the lid on. Yeah. And keep the lid, let it cool. And they're perfect. Okay. That's how my mom always made boiling eggs. And that's how she taught me. And, um, 
and that's how I've always done it. But I have a friend who has this cool way of doing it. And she swears it's the easiest way. She puts them in, she gets out a muffin tin, puts one egg in each tin, which is like a dozen eggs. It's usually about a dozen muffins. Or I mean, <laughs> it is a dozen muffins. Okay. But you know what I mean? A lot of tins are, are 12, are 12 uh, muffins. So she puts them in the oven. What? She bakes them. And I forget. Wait, she's like, got to put water to... in there. Certainly she puts nope, water nope, in No, no, no water. I, I know. I was like, then you put water. She's like, no water. And um, hold on. I'm going to, I don't even know exactly, but I'm going to Google this because you can do this. And she swears that they're perfect every time. Wait, how long does she bake them for? At what temperature? I'm checking. I'm checking. Baking hard boiled eggs in oven. See that? It popped up on Google. It auto corrected. Hard boiled eggs in oven. It's doing muffin tins. It makes me think of like Passover, of like a a a charred egg or something. There it is. It's right here on Google. Put preheat oven to 350. Put one egg in each of the 12 muffin cups. Bake in a preheated oven for 30 minutes. Plunge the eggs into a bowl filled with ice water. Ready to roll. Uh, You still got to get a bowl. You could do it if you wanted. She just said it's it's a super easy uh, thing to do. That is kind of easy. And you get a dozen eggs. Uh I'm going to try that. I yeah, want to know how to so. make a perfect, have you ever gone to a restaurant and you get like a beautiful salad and it has that beautiful, like perfectly soft boiled egg? Okay. So interestingly enough, it talks about, um, if you do it in the oven, there's a, there's one website, I'll link to this. It's a, it's, I'll link to this in our show notes, but it's, um, it's like a time chart and it says okay. that like, they're a little bit softer if you do it for like 20 minutes or so. Ooh, do you think that's what the restaurants are doing? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. That's I always been I mean, something I wanted to do. But it's like, you know, 25 minutes, gooey, medium boiled. 24 minutes, very gooey. Hmm. You know, 28, very creamy hard boiled eggs. This or, is, okay, not only are you telling us smart stuff, so you're getting the A-plus award for the show. Yes. <laughs> I'm just giving it to you. Um, but this is a really good list for our listeners of like, it's summertime and that's a tricky time with kids. Take this list and teach, this is a good, these are good activities. Like I think you should make a list as a family of, you know, 40 things you want to teach your child to do over the summer. So we're giving you the first ones. Okay. Next up, get something safely out of the oven toaster. So we're still in the kitchen and we're hopefully not dead yet. Yeah. Um, yeah I, but you know what? There's a little bit of like a little bit of gamesmanship to that. Cause it's like, I know I shouldn't do this, but like that darn cinnamon toast in, is in there. Yeah. You reach your finger in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you dip your finger in there, but like, how do you teach a child to like appropriately? My children have gotten burned and like little grid marks on their hands so many times from trying to get stuff out of the toaster. Well, just make sure it's unplugged. That's the big one. No, we don't unplug it. I mean, we just, oh, you have one of those dip down toasters. Oh, see, we don't have one oh, of those. You've got a toaster oven. Oh, yeah, no, we've got a dip down. You put your finger in the dip down toaster? No, I don't do that. Yes, I do. <laughs> Kirsten, that is so dangerous. Oh, Wait. No, no. That's- <laughs> Our oven is an interesting one because we have, um, it's the fanciest thing I own, guys. I'm just going to brag for a minute because my oven is, is my first oh, yeah, profession. Yeah, Save the oven. Um, and it's a La Cornu, which is like a French oven. It's the oven from Ratatouille. Basically. Oh, yeah. No, everyone knows. It's the colored oven. Let's it's be honest. It's the color oven. So, um, but it's, it's, uh, it opens instead of like every other oven where it pulls down, this is the one that opens up like a- Has a lever, like you're making a souffle like, like 10 I'm times a day. making a souffle, right. Um, and so- <laughs> So it swings back though. And I have burns all up and down my forearm from it swinging back and hitting me. So I don't know how to get things out of the oven safely. Wow. Maybe the La Cornue is not all it's La Cooked Up to Oh, be. it's totally not all to La. I don't even know how to use it. It's ridiculous. Okay. I must have been on kitchen when I was, I was thinking about things that annoyed me about my children in the kitchen when I was making this list. Okay. Can your children like properly use a knife and cut their food yet? As we learned the other night at a nice dinner, absolutely not. They do <laughs> not know how to cut a piece of like steak. 
mean, I see, remember that song that you, you told me about a long time, like momisms where it's like, what were you raised in a barn? I look at my children a lot and I'm like, gentlemen, and there's nothing wrong with like being a field hand, being a field hand is wonderful. But I remember my mother like watching us eat and being like, you didn't just come in from working in the fields. You know how people like plow food into their faces, you know, like you can picture like elbows both kind of up in the air, like you're just plowing it in. That's how my children eat. Okay. Okay. Yes. No, that's mine too. Mine too. And I don't know. going to sound really weird, but we have this friend here and he went to Princeton and this, he doesn't, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't listen to the show, but I, this is going to sound really creepy. (laughs) Princeton has all these like dining clubs and I know nothing about them because I didn't go to Princeton, but I know that like they don't really have fraternities. They have like dining clubs is what they're called. And everyone has like a house. It's almost like Gryffindor or Hogwarts, I guess, that you dine in. But I'm telling you, I remembered watching this man eat at my house and thinking it was like the most beautiful man to watch eat a meal. (laughs) He ate so elegantly. I mean, he's like our age. It was very interesting. And I thought, how do I teach my children to eat elegantly? Well, how would you describe his elegant eating? Because I thought you were going in a totally different direction. I'm like, maybe you shouldn't tell the story. It was like, you know, it was like nicely paced and he wasn't, I guess maybe, and my, I do love Harrison, but like he eats very quickly. And so it's like, I feel like it speeds up my pace. I'm very anxious when I eat with my husband because like he eats so quickly. And I think like I'm somewhere in the middle of this like beautiful Princeton eater and like my husband, like I do eat quickly, but it's not like as elegant. Like he would take pauses. He just, he knew where to put his knife. Like just watching him eat was like watching a gazelle. (laughs) It was so graceful. I want to learn. To, that sounds good. Yeah, I realize I eat way too fast. I'm the fast eater. But okay. It's like when you see the French eat, like they just eat as if they're not hungry, which is amazing because when I eat, I'm always like scooping food oh. into my mouth at a rapid pace. Yeah, no, I mean, most of my eating is done standing at the bar. Yeah, me too. I'm like never sitting. It's on my to-do list, though, to be an elegant eater. It's on your to-do list. Like, let me just tell you what I'm actually looking at in front of me right now is a cutting board because I was too lazy to even put my food on a plate. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, why? This is a, this is a flat service. This will work. <laughs> I scooped sour cream straight out of the container yesterday and just stood at the counter eating potato chips and sour cream. My you know, what, there's a few things in my in my fridge that I know no one likes but me, and I've decided exactly like that serves a both storage and bowl. Oh, absolutely. Like, if I'm the only one who eats the Dijon mustard, like, guess what? I'm eating oh, yeah, you just straight dip my turkey in it. <laughs> That's just Which have I told you about my favorite Dijon mustard? No. Oh, oh my gosh. Go now. Do you like, like, a really good hearty mustard where you can taste the little mustard grains in it? Absolutely. Okay. Trader Joe's. Oh, my gosh. It is phenomenal. Everything like, you do is dynamite. I, well, no, but remember I told you on the episode about moving, I was not excited about the honey truffle mustard at Trader Joe's. This oh, I, yeah. I loved. Okay. okay. Um, on, that same, on that same trajectory of not knowing how to slice something, it was the mm-hmm. same day that my kids were, um, we were eating steak and they couldn't figure out how to slice it. Mm-hmm. We also learned, my son looked at me and goes, mom, what are, it was just so innocent and it was so perfect for the show. He goes, what does it mean when people say like rare? And we realized they didn't know like rare, medium rare, well done. And, and they had never learned that. And so we were trying to like find pieces of the steak when we would cut it for them. And we're like, see this, this is like medium. See that in the middle? That's a little bit rare. That's and we talked about all the levels of, of uh, meat preparation. 
I love that. Well, okay, now that's funny. Do you find that your children adopt your meat preference just because that's like, I've noticed that when we go someplace and they'll ask my children, like I order all my steak or whatever, or burgers, medium rare, and my children do too. Just because I think, do you notice that children take on your meat temperature? Uh, my children never order meat. They've like, I feel like that was one of those things like rare was something that, you know, they had heard before, like, what's that fancy word? What are people talking about? my dad like basically is a caveman and he orders everything black and blue he's like i want to watching your dad eat raw meat out of the fridge and i caught him and i just stood there and i hid under behind the counter (laughs) how much raw eat is raw meat is this man gonna eat straight from like straight from the butcher paper yeah but not even like kirsten it wasn't even quality raw meat like that was what you were watching That was like the stuff you get at the generic supermarket. Like it's so disgusting, and like it goes to. Sh- and he's like, "It's steak tartare." And oh, I'm like, "That's exactly no. what I was gonna say." I'm like, "That's not." Like, you're eating raw meat. That's not safe. That's not. That was not. It's like ground chalk that he got at you know Kroger or Publix or just a normal you know basic supermarket. You know that comes in the styrofoam bottom and like with the wrap over the top, and he'll just take like a a little handful patty of it and he'll add some cheese to it. It's so disgusting. Oh, but no, I do- I've watched your dad eat raw meat. Now my dad, on the other hand, has equally disgusting taste because he, I think, for so many years he was just always late for dinner, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, he just he would come home really late from work, and by that point, all his food was kind of burned. Oh yeah, he likes like well, well, well. I remember. <laughs> My that. dad likes people well, now. He's a vegan, so it doesn't. But I remember when our parents first met. I think it was in college, and they went out to a restaurant together. <laughs> and I think my dad and your dad really liked each other. Like you could tell they wanted to be yeah. great friends. Like they Basically, both. For anyone who doesn't know our fathers, which is probably ninety nine percent of the audience, we're and our husbands are totally on us to do a show of, with our dads because our dads are both a little bit cuckoo and in the sweetest ways we love our dads they're just they're very um they're very eccentric they have their own unique personalities and they do not apologize for them but um (laughs) but they're exactly the same like they're exactly the same Graham and I have like contests over like guess what my dad did well except I think we're at a restaurant and I think my dad ordered his thing black and blue and your dad was like I want mine extra well and I could see them both like lock eyes and be like we were meant to be friends but there's a there's there's a dagger between our hearts (laughs) based upon your grill together and but their grilling let's be honest would just be them smoking cigars standing over a grill saying why is everyone so mad we're smoking cigars so um, okay. Well, why we're speaking of cigars? No, there's. I was trying to make a good transition. I can't do it. Um, let's just take a quick break for some sponsors because we've got some sponsors. We do. We have two more. We have wonderful Anna Luisa, and you think you're familiar with Anna Luisa? We've talked to them before. They have beautiful jewelry for every woman out there. It's kind of the owners and designers come from the world of high fashion jewelry. They've spent years designing um, for some of the top brands on the market and. Basically, they're bringing that high-quality jewelry to the consumer without any of the markup. And basically, big brands are charging about 10 times the cost of production. They have no retail markup, so they keep prices extremely fair. None of their stuff is cheap or breakable. Um, and it's just very, very high quality. No, it's not cheap and breakable because you get a complimentary one-year warranty on every product. That's real. I think that's really neat. That's so you, you might as well try something. We have a great deal for our listeners. You go to Anna Luisa and that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A.com forward slash welcome home. So AnnaLuisa.com slash welcome home and you'll get $10 off your first purchase, which actually will go a long way because the stuff, like I said, is very affordable. Like we're talking 
fifty to one hundred and fifty dollars, roughly. For some and for those of you who are concerned about um, about sort of your your footprint, they use one hundred percent recycled gold in their in their products. Um, whereas if you don't use recycled gold, it takes twenty tons of earth mining to produce a single ring, which I thought was just fascinating. So That's you're wacky. getting beautiful things. You're getting a um, a discount of ten dollars, and you are helping kind of the earth a little bit by wearing jewelry. Yeah. I mean, you're helping the earth by wearing jewelry. So Absolutely. I will do that. Just feel good I, about yourself. I'm a selfless, selfless person. You are. Okay. Wear nice jewelry is, to save the planet. Anyone not listening, anyone listening, you are not on your game if you don't Thanks, do this. Anna Our Lisa. next, yeah, thank you, Anna Luisa. No, I'm talking about Plant Package, our next sponsor. Um, basically, they are giving you your product for free. You must try Plant Package. Um, if you are kind of not a natural gardener, you're maybe someone who brought your first home, you're looking for just some like fun little pot, you're looking for a great gift for someone, you're a parent looking for a quick activity to do with your kids. If you're interested in, in, in gardening, but kind of don't know what's available to you, Plant Package puts together packages that are durable seasonal plants that are appropriate, um, that just the right amount of soil, plant food, everything you need, easy assemble instructions, and you'll have something beautiful, like a beautiful kind of container thing. So May's theme was a mazelberry, which was two strawberry plants and two basil plants. March was a lucky pot of gold, which was two lemon coral plants and two four-leaf clover plants. Is that not yes. adorable? They're very cute. They have these themes and there's upcoming themes and they kind of are just seasonal and, and it's very cute and they would make a great gift. Um, there are, it is a subscription service and subscription options are available to fit any sort of lifestyle. So you choose whether your box comes monthly, every other month or seasonally, which would be one every three months. Um, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. You get your first box completely free. So you're just going to want to go to plantpackage.com slash welcome home and you choose your delivery option and then you use the promo code welcome home at checkout. Again, it's plantpackage.com welcome slash welcome home and then use the promo code welcome home at checkout. Plantpackage.com slash welcome home. Thank you. Um, thank you plan package. And listeners, if you are at all interested in gardening or looking for a great gift, please go ahead and check out their website. You can also, um, they're also on Instagram if you want to follow and see pretty pictures. Yeah. And see some of the pictures. These plants look like. So thank you, plan package. All right. Getting back to our list of how are, of things, OMG, how do you know? OMG. Okay. Changing a light bulb. Like, so you don't lose your eyes in the process, maybe? Um, I don't think my kids know how to do that. Right, like I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we have no clue how to do that. Yep. Right, like here's a light bulb. Here's a normal lamp. Here's a chandelier lamp. Hey, if you're changing something up high, don't look directly at it. Like my husband didn't know that he was changing something the other day, and he was like staring straight up at it. And I'm like, oh my god, if this thing breaks, like we're done. Like we need you to have your eyesight. Actually, sorry, another segue. You know, like surgeons. Your dad's a doctor. He does a lot of things. Like really need to take care of their hands. The truth is, is like my husband reads all day for a living. Like. You gotta he, watch those eyes. Yeah, you gotta like. Although really my dad still like spend a lot of time playing with saws, which seems now that I you guess everyone everyone needs to watch their eyes. But um, oh, this was one. It's not on the list, but I just thought about it. How to properly read a newspaper? So my mom's been sending Cohen and and Patton, which is ironic because Patton can't read. Um, a <laughs> little like this section of the New York Times that comes out. It's just for kids. It's actually really adorable. And it's but she mails it because she's you know seventy years old. And so we get them and we're excited. And the kids like to read them. But how to properly like read through a newspaper and even how to fold it. Hmm. I don't know. But here's, but here's something that's very interesting. It's like I feel like there are things that our kids like. My kids know how 
I don't, I didn't, I didn't understand that you had to like, like something on YouTube or I don't know. I just, I like, I don't watch, I watch YouTube videos and I like fast forward through the first 45 seconds and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then I end it. And my kids watch YouTube videos like they're oh, their yeah. friends and you know, mm-hmm. it's weird. But, um, but I like, didn't, I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. Like, I feel like there's, there's life skills that, and I'm sure there's like a million better examples, but as technology evolves and stuff that our kids are going to have just so much more of an understanding of and like maybe folding a newspaper is like getting to be less and less important. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Touche. I get what you're saying. However, I watched, cause I was by myself for a couple of weeks um, with the kids. My husband was sick and I watched the today show, which I never do. And Al, this is so, this is such a segue, but like Al Roker was on and I kid you not, this was a 20 minute or maybe a 10 minute piece they did of teaching the rest of his co anchors how to drive a stick shift, right? And he, they were basically driving around and it was supposed to be so silly about like how doofusy they looked, like not knowing how to drive a stick shift. But I kept thinking to myself, like, hey, I do know how to drive a stick shift. Like, do you think the elder people are more impressed if you actually know how to do these skills? Um, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know how to drive a stick shift, as you know. Yeah, you need to learn. I think okay. everyone should learn how to drive. Everyone should, thing. except there for, are no stick shift cars really anymore. There's but no like, stick shift cars, and not only that, but like I have a friend in the neighborhood who um, drives a Tesla, and his son just got his driver's license, and he's talking about how much his son enjoys the Tesla, and the, and how it's so much harder for him to do the um what is it called like, you know when it drives for you. Oh yeah, the self-driving. And, yeah, and he's like, my son is so comfortable going into that safe driving mode because he's mm-hmm. only 16, and the car he learned on was a Tesla that had auto drive or whatever it's called. And the oh. dad's like, I'm, you know, I know it's great, I love it, but I, I'm still a little bit like uncomfortable because you know, I'm you know 45 or whatever, and yeah, I'm, we're all freaked out about not well, how that was my whole life. But so well, like, will our kids drive a stick shift or will they be comfortable with just like auto drive on? That's genius. Well, you realize that's why they have elevator operators. So initially when elevators were first invented, like nobody wanted to ride in an elevator because obviously it's like a really, really scary concept if you're not familiar with it. So Mm -hmm. they actually, when elevators first were invented, they knew how to make them operate just, you know, randomly so that manually, I guess, so that you could go in and push your button and go up and down to your floor, but nobody in the world felt comfortable getting in one. So they put elevator operators in elevators. That's so interesting. Like, so we think like, and do we ever think twice about taking elevators? No, but I will say I've been on escalators with my kids before, not so much anymore when they were toddlers. And I just thought like, who, who said this was okay? Like, this seems extremely unsafe. That's a skill I remember having to teach. Yeah. It takes a while to teach a kid an escalator. But But do you remember being terrified? Absolutely terrified, like terrified. Especially when I'm like holding a baby like on my chest and then I've got this toddler who's like, you know, rambling down the, the stairs and you're like, no, don't oh, yeah. Pass. And I got my shoelace caught in an escalator <gasps> one time that at the bottom. Terrifying. I remember I was in Lord and Taylor and my shoelace got caught in the bottom. Unfortunately, like someone came and pulled my shoe off. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. Hey, you know, it's kind of, it's not really a skill, but it is, I mean, it's something you teach, but it's terrifying too. Mm-hmm. Chairlifts? Like, oh, who said that was okay? Like, They're still so like, dangerous. here with a complete stranger and, and you know, just like no seatbelts. Right, no seatbelts. I mean, those little bars that like you could totally weasel under. I mean, it's amazing that your skis never fall off for the oh, most it's part. Ama- well, my sister fell off a chairlift when she was like five. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. But my, <laughs> um, but like, I, I didn't realize how terrifying it was till my like, till my daughter went skiing and she's just a really tiny, tiny little girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I was like, oh, how is she going to stay on this? And was, but oh. you count on the kind I would wake of up at like three in the morning and in, in, in like cold sweats. My husband's like, what are you worried about? 
That's how I felt about the Venetian blinds at my son's tennis camp. I was like, he's going to be sleeping in this like barren room that looks like out of the communist block with like these open windows and people are going to be staring in and he's going to be scared and he won't know how to close them. I mean, honestly, this sparked, this is what sparked this episode. Okay, let's keep going. Shoot a BB gun and the safety of a gun. That is from I don't know. That's, uh, yeah. Children do another gun safety. Right. That, I mean, it depends on how you feel. Some people want nothing to be around them. But because we have a BB gun, I, we were out the other night. I was teaching the boys how to do it. You know, and like always stay behind the barrel of a gun. Here's what the safety is. Here's how you load one. You know I mean? Just things like that. And again, I'm sure many people probably. Well, wait, but I don't care. Like if you're, if you own guns or if you're a gun family, then mm-hmm. obviously it goes without saying that gun safety is a really big thing. However, mm-hmm. um, which is why I could not relate to this because my kids they know a ton about gun safety. That's a very well, big and you know, but, no, but I mean, even if, you, even if you don't own guns in your house, like it doesn't matter. You all, you have to teach your kids because you don't know when they're ever going to come into contact with a gun. Yeah. When they're like, on that's a play the problem. Date, when they're on a play date with a gun. 100%. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, the so problem. You have to teach them no matter what. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So gun safety is a big one. I mean, my husband was in the military, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's a kind of a different story, but, uh, but we, um, but yeah, I've had friends over. I had randomly a, one of my little one of my daughter's little friends was over and she started randomly telling me stories about like her grandfather got shot accidentally. And every time you see a gun, you find an adult and you never touch it. And I was like, the six-year-old has been taught, like, if you see it, get away, go find an adult, never pick it up. You know, you just got it like the basics. You don't need to teach your kid like, now here's a pistol and here's a, you need to teach them like, when you see a gun, you you get away from it, you find an adult, you know? Absolutely. I think so too. Okay. Um, Put the bottom sheet on a bed, change bed sheets. Oh, that's, I mean, oh, that's a tough one. Bottom sheet, top sheet. I mean, I think that's some, just a little, that's just a little thing to take a few minutes and show. Like two years ago we had on, oh goodness, who was it? She was a a mom, a mom blogger and it was all about efficiency and running your home and stuff. And she said she didn't use top sheet. Oh yes. I I have been liberated. My kids don't have top sheets anymore. Seriously? Mm Mm-hmm. But Since don't you like that? Episode, I got rid of all the top sheets. So what do you do? You just they just sleep under the comforter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's not bad. That's, I mean, well, then I feel like you have to wash the comforter. See, my kids maybe or maybe not like pick their nose at night. So <laughs> are they not going to pick their nose the next night? Like, well, it doesn't matter. Okay. I don't want it all over the comforter. Fold socks that actually came up quite recently when we were getting ready for summer camp. That's a good little skill. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's put the two socks together and, um, you know, like fold it into a ball. Yep. Doesn't take that long. This is a fun Um, list. I challenge. Okay. Anyone listening? I always love these emails that we get from fun listeners. Hello at the welcomehomepodcast.com. Send us some additional skills. Like I'm almost thinking we make a list of 200 things that kids need to know. It can be a free download. Um, Yeah. Okay. So my kids did learn how to fold socks, but my my sister-in-law is really good and she makes her kids fold all their clothes and they're pretty young. They're like seven and six. That's really good. And I'm thinking that might be a good skill for my kids That's to learn. Like fold a t-shirt. Yeah. How to yeah. properly fold a t-shirt, how to hang up a pair of pants in your closet, you know, the right way. I still don't know how to do it. Mm, I, my mom, I can't stand the way my mom folds. It drives me absolutely crazy. And we've had like, we've had some serious fights about it. Like some legitimate fights. Yes. Because like whenever I had a baby, I had three C-sections and she would come and help and she would just like roll her eyes and she's like, I'm here to help you. Are you going to be such a pain about folding clothes? And I'm like, are you going to learn to fold clothes? <laughs> she does not fold a shirt right. I mean, my mom needs to basically go get a job at the Gap and like figure out how to fold shirts. And thanks, mom, for coming. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for birthing, Kirsten. And, for <laughs> well, and also thanks for coming and doing my laundry. So I should stop whining. Yeah, but. exactly. Uh, open a bottle of pills slash medicine. 
There is a time in life when you need I to unbaby the fact children. that they don't know how yet. I know. I know. I know. It's hard. That's a catch 22. Like that is a catch 22, but there is a time when they like turn the, they turn the corner and you've got to be like, okay, push down, twist hard. Okay. Or how about swallow a pill? That was a lesson that took me a good 20 minutes to teach my oldest. Yep. That's a tough one. That's, and I also wonder if there's like an actual physical, like, like, have you ever seen like a four-year-old, I think, I forget where the age is, but there's some magical age of brain development. And before that, your children cannot do jumping jacks. And it's sort of fun to like make them try. Because <laughs> yeah. they just, it's like a thing, like their brain can't get that, that, um, that connection. And it's, it's a, it's a developmental process to learn to do a jumping jack. <laughs> Have you ever That's seen that? So int- no, I haven't. That's mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. Oh. So like they can't get their hands and their feet to do that same movement. So they would do like the hands and the feet. But anyway, I think there is something about maybe pills. Like I feel like maybe just little kids can't get that kind of swallowing ten. Um, okay. Do they know our address? Hmm, I wonder. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what age. I think the schools are pretty good about teaching that these days. So I'm going to leave that one to the school system. The, do they know your address? I think that's one of the things they teach in preschool. I What's remember hard about they, our address is your address is a pretty easy address. Yeah, yours, yours is weird. In, yours is ours is in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> so like my kids and my kids take French and Latin. So yeah, you do have an interesting address. Okay. Lot of, um, there's a lot of Spanish, um, Spanish street names here in Phoenix. So my children don't know that. Use a key to open and close a door. I'm amazed. Okay. To be fair, we have a really sticky front door. Oh, I got a ring doorbell, by the way, this weekend. Do you love it? It's been so much fun. We haven't had a doorbell in five years and it is. Oh yeah. You needed a doorbell. Okay. It's pretty fancy. Um, so yeah. So knowing our address, using a door, using a key, they have trouble with the key, but I think it's because our door is sticky. So we're going to table that one. Mm-hmm. Next one. Okay. Oh, this was you, Kirsten, letting someone down gently. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, two of my children had um, I'm going to be really discreet out of respect for their privacy, but two of my children had um, had other children tell them that they, you know, in, in like a very sweet way, like that I, because I think when you're a kid, you don't know, like what a big deal, but you say, they basically had them tell them that they love them. But like, of course you wouldn't say I love you to anyone, but you know, a little kid, but um, basically they had someone, ch- other children had crushes on them. Oh, and both my children that this happened to, and good thing I have three kids, so no one will know who I'm talking about. Because I'm respecting my kids, but um, they were horrible to them. They were like, "No, go away, I hate you." Which, like, I <laughs> remember being, you know, that age. And if anyone had said that to me, it would have just been like awkward and horrible, and like I would have been like, "I hate you, and I never want to see you again," you know, because that's how you respond. But it was a right. really good moment because we had to say, you know, to our kids, like, you know, when someone tells you that they that they like you or they think you're handsome or beautiful or whatever, then you need to think that that took a lot of courage and you don't have to like anyone back, but you need to say, that is so nice. That's so kind of you to say, um, I think we should just be friends. Right. Well, that was like when we're little girls, don't they teach you if someone asks you to dance, you say, absolutely. No matter who it is, you always say yes. You always accept a dance. Yeah. Did you guys go to like JA, like junior assembly when you were in sixth grade? Well, no, just sleepaway camp when we'd have camp dances. Like the counselors would pull you aside and they'd say like, it takes a lot of courage for the boys to ask you to dance. But here's my question. How does that hold up in the whole like new Me Too world? Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're old fashioned that like, if anyone asked it to dance, we're like, absolutely. But maybe well, today, I mean, for Jay, the whole thing was, it was like a dance class. You, you, so you guys didn't do that. Like where you had to wear white gloves. 
No, but they have that here. We're going to do it at some okay. point. Okay. Yeah. So we had it in Arizona and it, and it was like, if someone asks you to dance, you have to say yes, because it's only a dance and you're here to learn to dance and it's just mm-hmm. a few minutes. So I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I didn't say, but I didn't say to my kids, like, you have to like them back and go on a date with them. You just have to say like, that's so nice. Exactly. It's kind of you to say like, but I want to be your friend, but just being, and I just thought it was about being not, it's not about like, you know, you're not in charge or whatever. It's just about right. being kind. And, and how would you want to be treated if you told someone that? Would you want to? I think that goes along with the birthday gift thing, though. You know, when the kid opens the gift and they've already gotten like two of them yeah. and they're like, I've already got two in my closet and I barely play with them anyway. Right. right. Yes. And, you know, Great example. Great example. That was a skill. It's a skill. It's like, no matter what you say, oh, that's exactly what I wanted. I've never seen one of those before. All right. We're going to wrap this show up. We've got got one more because I think this one is so crucial. And I think other people um, do this and I've been really bad about it because I'm really uptight about it, but um, how to load a dishwasher. Oh, don't get me started. (laughs) That's a big deal. I mean, I load mine as like a Tetris board. I, there's not an empty space. I can get a full Thanksgiving dinner in a dishwasher. Totally. So I, I would actually prefer, I mean, someday I'll teach my children, but my dishwasher is kind of sacred. So I would like them to know how to bring, how to clear their plate and mm-hmm. how, to, how to, you know, rinse it and then you leave it in the sink and I do it. So that's, that's something that I have. Um, Your dishwasher sacrosanct. Yes, and like I've screwed up, but they should do that. Okay, and then real quick, guys. Just because there are actual people who've thought about this before, here's just some life skills every kid needs to learn. And this is before they go to college. So for most of our listeners, you've got a while. Ooh, I'm not going to read all of them. But how to, some of them are a little controversial. Um, how to send a professional email, how to change a tire, how to study, how to proofread, basic car repair and maintenance, how to grocery shop on a budget. How to jumpstart a car, how to use a credit card, which I'm amazed because I know people who just thought, like, had no understanding of how credit cards worked. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, like how to use a credit card? No, like, like they thought that a credit card was just like... Oh, just not money? Yeah, yeah. just money. I'm like, yeah, pay back whatever. And it was like, no, 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 no. Right. So, That's a good um, one. But yeah, so... I like how to proofread. Basic That's a good cooking, one. maybe. You know what would be fun is, is to kind of make a list of, like, here's here's... 10 recipes everyone should know by the time they get to high school just because I do remember making you know snacks or whatever yeah well that's what I'm saying it's fun like the way that people make like summer bucket lists I think you should also as an addendum make a like here's 50 things I want to have taught my child like little tiny teeny tiny skills you know how to light a fire in the fireplace like how to work the fireplace I don't know Sounds I mean, good. someday they're going to have to know these things. Yeah. All right. Well, this how to light a fire. Story. That was a big one for my husband to teach my boys. It was really into that. Um, okay. And my daughter, she's really good at lighting a fire. She's good at like making a little teepee. Anyway. Okay. So we are going to wrap this one up, but we do have a little something fun at the end. We've had a lot of people reach out to us and ask us questions about yard care and wanting to do shows on gardening. And we really probably do need to eventually do an entire show on gardening. Cause if I told you how I'm obsessed with my home garden now, my vegetable garden. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, oh my gosh. Life changing. Like I am, well, first of all, I have way too many zucchinis. That's one problem. Like I don't want to eat. You're actually growing things successfully. I am. I've got peppers. I've got shishito peppers, little, those little snacking peppers are doing pretty well. Cherry tomatoes. Um, but the zucchini are just gangbusters. Like we cannot, I'm giving zucchini away. If anyone is in the local area and needs giant zucchinis, I've got them. But, um, but we just gave two hermit crabs away to my housekeeper. I was so excited. (laughs) 
I don't have any of those available. Um, but we do have a, a just a fun little two-minute audio clip here um, from a man named Ben Hale. And he has a website called Easy Living Yards. And he actually has a podcast called e the Easy Living Yards Podcast. So he is going to give us some quick tips for anyone who's interested in learning how to um, get their yard under control. Uh, stay tuned because that's coming up right now. And we will see you all Soon. Next week, actually, we're doing more shows. Actually, so tune in if you're listening to this. We're doing another show next week. So. I think this is the... Oh, you're right. Yeah. Next week, we're doing a bonus episode. Bonus episode. Woo -woo. Yeah. We're going to have an extra one in July. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful July. Welcome home. Welcome home. What's up and welcome home. This is Ben Hale from Easy Living Yards. Thanks, Kirsten and Graham, for having me on to share some awesome quick tips to make your yard look great. Now, in the spirit of quick tips, I'm going to be running through this super fast. And the first thing has nothing to do with your yard at all. And that is that your time is super valuable. I'm sure you already know this. And it's really important when it comes to your landscape that we do the right things to reduce maintenance. And also, we're not out there just working for the sake of working. Instead, we're working with commitment to do the right thing in our yard. So with that frame of reference, the first thing is about your lawn, and that is to raise your mower blades one notch higher. This will raise your mower just a little bit higher, allow your grass blades to grow a little bit taller, and this actually makes healthier grass. It seems counterintuitive because, you know, you want to have your lawn nice and neatly trimmed, but if you keep your grass blades a little bit higher, they'll still be evenly clipped. It'll still look great. And these healthier grass blades, basically it allows stronger roots, and on the top of that too, you have grass that grows a little bit slower because it's less stressed. So while it seems counterintuitive, keep those mower blades raised up a little bit. Now onto the garden bed. When it comes to your garden bed, make sure you keep a good mulch cover and that's four to six inches deep. It seems like a lot, but that's enough to keep the weeds from growing there. Um, you'll get a few persistent weeds here and there that come out, but once you pull them out, you're done. Basically that's it. Keep that nice thick mulch cover. It'll help build your soil with healthy soil and it'll keep those weeds from coming back. Okay, now it's great to have potted plants in the landscape. So that's the next tip is have some potted plants. Now what potted plants do is they really make a space pop. You know, a few potted plants here and there can really just add a nice touch to the landscape. It helps transition the landscape and the architecture of your home too. So it's really great. Now the downside is that's tons of work, right? So make sure you use self-watering containers where you only have to water them every once in a while. Make sure you're reducing visible clutter in your landscape. So this is things like dirty shoes at the front door, right? Find a better spot for them. Trash cans, move them on the side or in the back of the house where you can't see them. And too much decor, keep it at a minimum. And that's the next tip actually, is add a few seasonally appropriate accents to the mailbox or your front entrance. For more tips like this to help your family have a healthy, beautiful landscape with less work so you can enjoy more time doing what you love, you can check out easylivingyards.com and you can check out the Easy Living Yards podcast on your favorite podcast app. Thanks, gals, for having me on the show and back to you.